Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Voices for Change 2.0, the mental health podcast that's changing the discussion one voice at a time. Featuring guests that will help end the stigma and keep talking mental health. And now, here are your hosts, Rebecca and Joe Lombardo. Hey, good morning, and welcome to Voices for Change 2.0. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for joining us, you guys. We are so happy that you're with us here on the first Saturday of May. Huh? Look at that. Yeah, May. It's cold out. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> well, that's Michigan for you. That's Michigan, yeah. So, um, so like we were saying, welcome to the first show of May 2020. Uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, this is going to be a vital and important mental health awareness month because of the current coronavirus pandemic. While we're all being mindful of social distancing, hand washing, and other preventative measures to stay safe and healthy, Rebecca and I want to encourage you to not ignore your mental health too. Definitely. So if you're struggling in these times, make sure you reach out. Call your friends, loved ones, doctor, therapist, or if you have the technology, do an online appointment, which is what we have recently had to do. Both mm-hmm. Joe and I had online appointments with our doctors. Yep. Um, and, and apparently the insurance companies are being good about it right now. Yeah, right now, um, they're, <clears throat> at least our insurance company is covering it till like mid-June. Yeah, uh, which is awesome. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. But staying mentally healthy is just as important as physical health, especially now. Yeah. So we wanted to get that said uh, before we got the show going because um, it's uh, you know it's important you know keeping your your mental health you know in tip top shape when you know it's it's funny for for years we've been promoting you know getting out there people doing what you have to do to help you cope with uh whatever mental health struggles you might be having and this pandemic yeah (laughs) this pandemic just kind of flies in the face of that whole thing you know don't talk to anybody yeah you know for years i've been saying yeah don't isolate talk to people blah 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 now it's like isolate (laughs) you know so um do what you can to stay healthy you know uh Pay attention to how you're feeling mentally as well as physically. Uh, it's just, it's it's important. You know, we want you around for a long, long time. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so we're excited about our show today. We um, are. If you missed out, excuse me, if you missed out on the advertising uh, that I was doing on Twitter and different social media, we've got two guests today. Two, and two, they are two, two guests in one. Two friends of our show for since its inception, basically. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but just very good friends all together. Yes, and um, good, good people. Good people. They are good people. And they are very supportive and very helpful and really working as hard as they possibly can towards ending the stigma and mental illness. And they're very attractive, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. I was going to say that you beat me to it I did beat you to it, that's what I do I'm, a, I'm on top of things Alright, so please welcome to the show Ms. Tiffany Werner and Mr. Kirk Patrick Miller Hi guys <laughs> We can hear you We can hear you Thank you, you for the you. wonderful introduction I can't You're hear welcome. Kirk though Sorry, his dog. My dog is crazy. He, he apparently thinks somebody is coming in the house right now. So I said hello. So he, I think he knows that word, but oh. nobody here. Oh my goodness! By the oh. way, uh, my furry friend has been a, you know, uh, what I would call um, a blessing in this particular time. I think he handles things a lot better than uh, uh, most humans do, um, and yeah. it's been kind of helpful to remind me to you know, stay calm and, you know, try to sleep on a normal basis, um, which is always a little tricky, I think. 
Um, I don't know how that's been for you guys, but that's that's been a big issue for me. <laughs> just sleeping. Speak for yourself. My my cat yeah. and my dog are sick of me. They're like, go to work. <laughs> my cat used to be a lap cat and wouldn't get off my lap, and now she doesn't want anything to do with me. She's so sick of seeing me. <laughs> my dog yeah, is like, why are you home? I think they miss missing me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you know, but it's 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 an important thing, you know, having having those pets. I mean, it's another another uh, I don't want to say outlet, but coping skill. Yeah, so, you know, it's another way to cope. You've got this other creature that's completely dependent on you, doesn't have any clue what a coronavirus is, and just wants to love on you. Well, maybe not Tiffany's cat, but um. <laughs> They're like, stop trying to love on me. It's the other way around. Yeah. I'm trying to cope and pet them for emotional support. <laughs> it's like, just eh, that you just me. kind of weirded out because I used to not be home a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's, it's But like you were nice saying in the beginning, I, I'm mm-hmm. working virtually from home as a therapist. So I'm home all the time now. And being able yeah. to see clients still virtually. And insurances are very forgiving right now. It's like to be able to see clients virtually and over the phone. So so like you were saying earlier, it's um it's a great time to seek counseling and everything. Just I haven't left my house. I wish much, they would but... do that. I I wish they would keep that up and keep doing it because it is such a huge help to somebody like me with massive agoraphobia, massive panic attacks. And if I can just sit down in front of the computer and talk to her, it makes my life so much easier. Oh, I can understand that. I actually have a really hard time just even getting out and going to the doctor. Um, it's right. a stressful situation. I think part of it is I've been going to doctors my whole life, but uh, you know, throughout the process, I think I sometimes, and I think a lot of people get the wrong perception of the doctors, um, and they feel like you know, it's a chore, or maybe it's um, when you go to a doctor, the they're there to kind of police you instead of help you. And I think that's, you know, all the doctors that I now understand and, and work with and, um, and that I have the pleasure of, you know, being their patient, um, I've started to realize they're really there to help you. Um, and if you do get somebody that isn't a good fit, it's okay to look for somebody else, um, you know, but on the, I would say the yeah. majority of the people out there are there to help. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that, <laughs> Uh, it's the first struggle that you run into is, uh, you know, how do, who do I reach out to um, and how do I get started? And the online, I think, is a really, um, I think, a more affordable option for a lot of people to do scheduling, um, trying to get through traffic. And, you know, um, right. as, as you mentioned, Rebecca, I mean, for me, even just driving to a new place raises a massive amount of anxiety. Um, yeah, I'm the so, exact same way. But Kirk, yeah. Kirk and the doctor's defense, you're smarter than a lot of them, and you put them on their toes. <laughs> you come in all knowledgeable of every medication possible and what it does and everything. Well, you <laughs> and know, I, honestly, think you, I think you intimidate your doctors a little bit <laughs> because of being so smart. I mean, just, <laughs> the, the, just knowing you for years. I, well, what started um, kind of me working with some of the doctors and uh, was when I was a study coordinator, and um, that did not happen until um, I I think I was maybe maybe 22 or 23, and um, I walked into my doctor and I said, I think I have this, and at the time it's called secondary polycythemia. I won't get into it, but uh, he said, No, you don't. My point he exactly. Said, He's like, Come on. He's like. <laughs> Where, where were you doing on Google? He said, stop doing that. And I was like, can we just do an erythropoietin test? He's like, well, yes. He called me back the next day and he said, yeah, you have this. Take four aspirin now. <laughs> so um, <laughs> at that point in time, he started trusting me. And then we, that's what led me to write my first book was we started doing um, case studies because we couldn't do a full FDA trial. It was so expensive. Um, and so we started doing case studies and a wonderful mm-hmm. doctor. He practiced for 40 years and he kind of stayed in practice. He was going to retire. And I think that kind of reinvigorated him. And uh, that's actually, that was a really helpful thing for me to do 
because I was kind of in between managing my own um, mental health issues and I was kind of put in a role where I had to be there for other people that were going through a rough time and I couldn't give any medical advice. I just had to be there to kind of help guide them. And then when there was a medical question, I had to redirect them to uh, the Dr. Simon, who was my doctor at the time and who was kind of, he was taking only patients that were just, um, the only way we could do the case studies, I should say, is we had to have somebody that nothing was working for. They tried everything and the doctors said, okay, what else do you have? Um, Hmm. Because it had to be, you know, a risk for them not to try something uh, so that the doctor's liability was, was lower. And so it was a good process for me to start listening to people and having those restrictions legally to not be able to say anything um, in terms of advice, unless it's, you know, listen, talk to your doctor. It kind of helped me at least open up and then learn a really valuable skill of just listening And I think that is a really key attribute to the kind of survival right now with everybody being at home. um, I've noticed all of the students that I work with, the stress level is so high for them and for their parents. I mean, a lot of these parents are going, okay, now I have to make three meals a day instead of just, Mm -hmm. you know, one or sending them out to school. So the overall obligation that parents and I think everyone is feeling um, I've never uh, had to cook this much in my life. Um, (laughs) I'm learning very quickly, you know, and uh, I would say it's been a unique time for uh, myself just because I really don't have the skill set and the speed um, Mm -hmm. in the kitchen to make like three meals. So I had started doing intermittent fasting before, uh, this mm-hmm. happened. So right after Christmas, I was like, was not super happy with uh, my my weight gain. So um, it it just happened to work out at the right time, and at least I was used to it before this started. So we were having like you know one meal a day, um, mm. and it, it's it's actually been pretty good, and I do feel better. Um, I know they've done some <laughs> now people uh, are studies. calling it the quarantine fifteen. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Some people are gaining a lot. I think I've lost like a total of 30 pounds since December, um, which, you know, it sounds like a lot, but um, it, it, that was kind of my goal. Uh, and I, I would say, you know, physical, uh, physical activities have been really hard because I used to, I'm used to going to a gym and those yeah. are shut down. So finding new avenues to kind of give yourself that same, um, euphoria from working out has been tricky. So uh, I did yeah. start yoga and, um, and then I'm just trying to keep myself busy with other projects too. Uh, I don't know, uh, what, you, you know, uh, what you guys have done and, and Tiffany, what you've done to kind of help just, I guess, mitigate the stress. Um, you know, I'm kind of loading myself with projects. I'm doing my very best to stay calm. Um, meditating i'm trying that again so uh you know as as you guys had mentioned at the beginning of the show having really uh, a strong mental health um is just as important as the physical health in fact they're kind of tied together i definitely notice when i'm stressed you know my body falls apart um and i don't feel as well and so when i of course stay stay calm stay as unstressed as possible just to keep our immune Mm -hmm. system healthy and responsive it's a scary time yeah yeah you know it's it's i i have a lot of stuff to respond to what you just said uh first off with the cooking i have become a connoisseur of uh macaroni and cheese so <laughs> so there's that That's um, yeah but uh you know as far as the you know being active and, and working out thing goes um yeah it's just it's it's because I'm, I'm actually still out. I'm considered an essential uh, worker. So I'm actually still going out to work every day and um, trying to find the wherewithal to do any type of physical activity when I get home is it's a chore because I get home and all I want to do is sleep, you know, because of the stress and, 
you know, the fact that I'm still out there working, and even though I'm not working as many hours because I'm dealing with a lot of uh, closed businesses, uh, it still it weighs on your mind heavily. And this goes back to what we were saying at the top of the show is you have to pay attention to your men- mental health as well as your physical health. And if you're not taking the time to do things like, you know, catch up on sleep and, and whatnot, you're really doing yourself a disservice. And, you know, you can't feel guilty about it. You know, that was early on, Beck and I were doing a lot of sleeping and we were feeling badly about it because we weren't getting up and doing stuff. We thought, okay, you know, I'm home more now. We can, you know, do some cleaning, do this, do that, putting expectations on ourselves. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, no, we're wiped out. And, you know, all of a sudden it was nine o'clock at night and there was no way for us to get anything done anyway. So, yeah. And we finally looked at each other one day and resolved, you know what, we're not going to beat ourselves up over this. We're, we're going to rest. And if we feel good enough to get up and, and do something, we'll do it. And if we don't, we're not going to beat ourselves up over it. We're going to be forgiving of it and be like, okay, you know, this is, you know, this is what today is. Let's see how tomorrow goes. You know, um, it's funny with our show, you know, and you guys know this, we usually start with the question, where does your mental health journey begin? Um, however, because of Mental Health Awareness Month and because we have the two of you, we decided to change things up. Uh, so we were going to take five minutes for each of you to kind of introduce yourselves to our audience. Um, Kirk, you kind of beat us to the punch a little bit with uh, what you're talking about. So um, I thought we'd give uh, Tiffany a few minutes to kind of, you know, introduce herself to to those of our listeners that might not be familiar with her and, and uh, you know, just kind of get them up to speed with her. Oh, thanks. Well, um, my name is Tiffany Warner. I am a licensed mental health counselor in the state of Florida. I host a radio show. It's called Moments of Clarity, a live radio show. Um, and I've been doing it for about five and a half years, which um, I interview guests with exceptional stories, inspirational stories, and uh, in a mission to end the stigma on mental health. Um, we have celebrities and authors and just fascinating people. Um, and me. And Yeah. <laughs> Such as yourself. <laughs> Everyone of you have been on the show. Um, and yesterday I actually interviewed J.J. Fad, who came out with the song Supersonic back in the 80s. And they got the whole band on there. It was really cool. <laughs> And where they've gone today, mm-hmm. everything. Um, with this quarantine time, I'm actually I'm starting a YouTube channel, and it's um, youtube.com forward slash moc with Tiffany, and it's all mental health. It's gonna be all mental health shows. Hopefully, you can get the Voices for Change podcast on there and stuff like that. I've been wanting to do this for a long time, so I'm taking this time with the quarantine to do that. But anyway, I wrote a book on survivors of adult survivors of sexual abuse, and it's free to download on childabuse.com. And um, I work in the state of Florida as a licensed therapist, so right now I'm virtually seeing people from home. Which, which, how, how you guys were saying, you know, about you you wish clients could be virtual all the time, but and, and you know, I don't have to drive into the office and everything, which I miss my office though. Because it's a lot more personable to be able to see the client face to face as well, um, especially when working with trauma or things you want to do EMDR or you you know especially with my clients under the age of ten, they don't have oh, the capacity yeah. to do virtual sessions anymore. They you know I usually sit down and I actually play a game with them while we're talking and things like that. And I haven't been able to see my young clients since this happened because there's no way. I mean, like literally even. If they were on a telehealth, I'd be looking at a ceiling fan. Like they just put their phone down and go do something else. <laughs> just looking, at me, like, hello, hello, Are you still there? But so <laughs> I miss my younger clients. And then, um, so that's just a little bit about me. Um, I'm completely passionate about ending the stigma on mental health, helping people. With the quarantine, what it has been able to do since uh, my kids are home virtual schooled, so I agree with the cooking and stuff. Luckily, a lot of the schools have been producing school lunches and breakfast for the week, and uh, we've been getting some assistance with that. Um, but yeah. they're home, you know, my husband's home, 
I'm home and um, I've made like a little home office in the corner and, but my schedule is spread out since I'm not like worried about coming home for the weekend and dinner time and all this stuff. So I've been taking on a lot more clients. I had to order Blu-ray, blue screen protective glasses because of looking at the computer, the police, your melatonin in your head and your brain. Mm-hmm. And it, it literally started to cause me insomnia. Um, so wow. I had to work on that and order the glasses just to protect my, my brain from the, looking at too many devices. But, um, but I've been able to see as many clients, you know, that, that were, that were appropriate for virtual. Um, and then when this all ends, I don't know what the new normal is going to look like or when I'm going to feel comfortable going in the office and being within six feet distance, you know, of people. Mm-hmm. But so it's, it's going to be interesting how society readapts to the new normal. Um, when I yeah. say the new normal, I mean, until they get the vaccine, until we know we're safe, um, I think that social interaction is going to be a lot different. But besides interrupting myself uh, or introducing myself, let me just give a, just a tip for people. Um, and when faced with anxiety, it's all a mental thing, and just to remember the three R's. And then it helps. So you, the first R is to recognize your thoughts. Um, if you're feeling anxious or nervous or anything, try to recognize and if it's something rational, something you can control, something you can do something about and recognize it. And the second one is to try to relax. That means take a breathing, do the meditating, calm yourself down, remove yourself from a situation if it's stressful, or definitely focus on breathing and try to relax and Try to focus on your thoughts. And the third R is to redirect. And if it's something that you can control or you can get through and rather avoid and and cause your anxiety to heighten, to redirect your thinking, see if there's a different solution that you can go through um, and see if it's worth getting anxious about or if there's another way to handle the situation or if it's um, an intrusive thought that is coming in our head that, you know, because we're worried on uh, fear of the unknown, fear of whatever is going on. And so those are just some tips just to kind of remind your listeners on on how to handle anxiety during this crazy time. Oh, those, those are some good tips. tips. Yeah. You know, um, it it's interesting because uh, my, uh, everybody keeps talking about kind of the new normal. And Mm -hmm. uh, the original title for my memoir that I wrote uh, years ago uh, was New to Normal. And uh, I still have the mock-up of the cover. And so every time I hear that, it kind of clicks. Because for me, um, you know, after kind of finally learning how to manage um, some different mental health issues, you know, I was just getting used to being kind of – normal in the current world and then everything changed again um so it's been kind of an adventurous ride um for for stress one thing that i did want to just you know uh jump in and and kind of bring up because i think it's an important topic is um drinking alcohol during this time um i'm noticing mm-hmm. for sure uh, you know, uh, people are waking sales up have gone way up lately yeah, it's everything um, so, except you know, Corona beer is still on the shelf. <laughs> I, I know like, it's, it's poor Corona that like, you didn't cause this, but they had to name it. I heard that Corona was like, I'll pay, I'll pay you guys ten million dollars to change the virus to the Bud Light virus. <laughs> yeah, they needed something to poor company, but you know, I I, I noticed for myself uh, with the stress, and I've I've uh, I've had some friends and uh, some family friends that have really uh, noticed their upping, you know, when they drink, what time they drink. Um, and so, you know, I just want to bring up for people to kind of be aware and be cautious because it's never a good way uh, to manage stress. It's, um, it feels like a short-term solution or, you know, it sometimes feels like it is. But uh, for me, what I try to do, uh, just because I honestly with ADHD. Some people are just for- bored. Yeah, I get, well, and I, I honestly can't keep track if I've had one drink. Um, like at a restaurant, I'm horrible with ADHD. The waiter will come over and 
ask me if I want another one, and I'll and randomly answer them, not even hearing what they asked. And then they bring over a second drink, and I'm like, ah, um, okay. Um, and that's that's one of those issues I have. I just honestly lose track. That's called um, an and automatic a good waiter, response. <laughs> yes, it's well. It's, you know, you I'm usually in a conversation, and they they pop up and go, "Oh, would you like another?" And I'm like, "Yes." And then uh, they bring. I'm like, "What did I say yes to?" So I never. So you're like, a yes person. No, I, it's hard for you to say oh. no. <laughs> yes, it I, is. I wish so they would. That. I wish they would do that with appetizers. Would you like another appetizer? Oh, sure. Seriously. I would prefer that, honestly, because the other one is just not good for me. And with a good waiter, um, you know, they replace it before I even know. And so yeah. there are a couple of times where my my uh, wife, you know, comes over and taps. She's like, you know, that's the third one. I'm like, what? So, you know, be just be mindful. And uh, one you thing get that taps me just after the third. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, usually, so it kind of depends, uh, you know, on what kind of drink, you know, if the uh, beer and, you know, um, honestly, I'm just not good at keeping track of some of that stuff. Um, so what I do to to be mindful and what you're mentioning you with the three R's. Um, yes. Well, that's that's one of the other issues, too, um, is the stress level from having OCD has been uh, absolutely mind-blowing because in some ways it kind of helped me prepare for this because I was always obsessive about washing my hands. Um, This kind of sent everything into overdrive, and I did notice a lot of my older habits and older compulsions um, that I had kind of dealt with have kind of come roaring back, Um, which is okay. Agreed. You know, I I don't Uh, think there's uh, anything wrong with that. myself, too. Right now, yeah, I, I think a lot of people are kind of uh, falling into some old habits, and uh, yeah. so for, for the three R's, I like it because it reminds me of metacognition or just staying aware of your own thoughts. Um, so that, you know, going back to the alcohol, I kind of I count how many times I think about it or uh, just per day, and if you notice that thought count going up, it's just kind of a head, uh, heads up to. You know, be cautious with yourself. And you can do that with anything. For for me, I, I'll keep a journal, um, and that helps uh, just to kind of find where I'm at and what I'm feeling. Sometimes when I write something down, uh, it's actually a little more honest than when I'm just trying to think on my own. So for some yeah. reason, like the uh, pen and paper, I, I honestly like a computer better. Um, I I love writing um, and I just finished a new book. Uh, I'm really horrible at self-promotion, but uh, it's on Amazon and Kindle, and it's called Dawn of Davna. So D-A-W-N of Davna. And you can find it just looking up my name, which is Kirk Patrick Miller. Um, and for this month, um, and I'm probably, I've, I was going to go like for just the 30 days, but I'll probably extend it. I'm going to give 100% of the proceeds to, uh, you know, first responders, essential workers, you know, COVID-19 relief, and then um, 10% of the proceeds for the life of the book are going to go to mental health foundations. Um, That's so uh, awesome, Congrats. Well, it's, you know, I would say one thing that I did with um, the book is something that I'm kind of trying to do a little bit more with uh, social media and how I get out there and talk about mental health, which is, I'm trying to put it in a form that's that's less preachy. Um, my mm-hmm. first book, which was a memoir, um, a lot of people asked me to write a second one. Uh, like, And I figured the best way to show that the first book uh, was working and people can overcome some of their, their challenges was to actually show that I can follow through on a different project. So this one is a, it's a fantasy book, and there's a lot of, uh, symbolism in the background. There's, I, I actually wrote a like a 20-page yeah, synopsis it's, it's to well all the. Well, and hmm. oh, I thank you. He's so sweet. It um, is. I it is well written. You sent one me of my the, students you actually PDF format, and I've looked it over. It's 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 easy to read, and without a lot of big words, which must have been hard for Kirk to do. <laughs> it was actually so most of my was, editing was going to. Can you through, dumb it down, back. please? And I have a master's <laughs> degree, and he still 
<laughs> like seriously, Kirk, what you're saying, I don't understand. But no, this <laughs> this book is easier to read. <laughs> well, that Kirk's was one of the smart key attributes, you know. You have a, I'm not paying audience. a compliment, but some of this stuff goes over my head, and I feel stupid when I talk to him. <laughs> you hardly tell stupid. You, oh my goodness! I tell you what, guys, let's uh, let's take a uh, little break, and then I want to dive into your book a little bit more after the break, Kirk, if that's okay. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna listen to "Baby Blue Sky" by Nick Haywood, and you guys stay tuned, and we'll see you after the song. Sitting next to me is Rebecca. It's my love of my life, my bride, my better half, my my soulmate. Okay, 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 that's enough. <laughs> and then on the line today, in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, we have the lovely and talented Kirkpatrick Miller, and the uh, equally as lovely and talented. <laughs> How's that? that? That works. That works. It's better than than probably what I would have said, but uh, the, the wonderful, lovely, and talented <laughs> Ms. Tiffany Warner. Hi, guys. What were you going to say? <laughs> I, like, wait a minute. Rug- it's nice to be here, the, you guys. Thanks, Rebecca. <laughs> I was, was going to say the ruggedly handsome. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the lovely and talented Kurt Patrick Miller and then the other one we have on the show. <laughs> no, no, I, uh, I was going to try and do a, a little gender reversal there for you guys and call you ruggedly handsome. So, 
Because how often do you hear a woman be referred to as ruggedly handsome? Hopefully, never. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, if somebody calls me that, I wouldn't be real happy. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on the um, gender identity, I guess. But yeah, yeah, but no, I wouldn't no, fit you, that description, though. No. So no, you you are you are indeed lovely and talented. Kirk. It was a good so, try. I mean, the me. There was a good one. It was a good try. It didn't work well, out you know, in your favor pretty... this time. <laughs> no, it, it really it didn't. It but I appreciate horribly. the sense of humor. No, well, thank you. Kirk, um, so how you know, lovely it... and talented, beautiful. Hey, I'll take how it. Are you... I, I figure, <laughs> you know, anything positive right now is actually, uh, it, that's actually one thing that I have found to be uh, very important for me. It, it's really easy to spin into a negative uh, right now. And oh, I know yeah. that um, a lot of people really are struggling with that. So anytime you can find something positive, um, whether it's just, you know, I got up today, hey, way to go, or, you know, I shaved today. Um, I think anytime mm-hmm. you can find something positive about what you did, um, it just eases a little bit of some of the tension that's just floating in the air. Uh, there's it's, just a lot going on. It's right hard. Now. It's hard, you know, trying to put on a, a smile on your face during all this is so difficult. I've resorted to telling bad jokes at work just to keep the guys working in our load bay uh, laughing because it can it can get so just weighing on your mind, you know. And you walk in and you tell a terrible joke and it makes them crack up for a minute and it, it helps, you know, uh, laughter really is the best medicine in, in my opinion. And I've always been a huge, uh, proponent of making people laugh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it always feels better it than crying. When, when everyone's got the mask on, we can't see smiles. And a smile goes yeah. a long way and it can really save someone's life. Even like just one smile can, you know, I've heard people say that they held on one more day after even considering suicide and things because someone smiled at them and told them to have a beautiful day mm-hmm. or said something. And then behind yeah. a mask, even when we smile, even when we, unless someone has a really big smile with like clenchy eyes or whatever, it's hard for us to even see the smiles. So it's changing yeah. all of that, and that's a shame too. So well, really and, quick, and, and, and Beck's going to yeah. hate me for this. Um, past, present, and future walk into a bar. It was tense. <laughs> oh my goodness! That's, I read that there's a whole there's a whole <laughs> list of. Uh, uh, by the way, I did not like first person present tense. That's not easy to write. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm still traumatized from writing the like the back of the book. You know, any of the summary things are in that. It's not. Uh, I'm just not good at that as well. But um, <laughs> there's a whole list for anybody that needs kind of a, a, a some just fun jokes that are really clean. Kirk's um, hint jokes. Find some was, find a better bad jokes. <laughs> oh, I oh, no, that was, that was a pretty bad joke. I'm, I'm well aware, but, you know, it had the guys in the load being stitches, and it made my wife groan. So mission accomplished. You need- you need some of those goofy jokes. I didn't realize and, uh, it was think... a joke at first. <laughs> <laughs> it took took a minute, did you? <laughs> I was oh, waiting goodness. for some more. I was like, and then, you know. I do like good jokes. People work too. Well, you know, um, they they I think it was BuzzFeed that published. They had like 25, you know, just hilarious. Like they said, jokes that are so much like dad jokes they said they're hilarious yeah. and they were all really simple and they're they were really cute ones that i could share with my nieces and anytime you know i can share a joke with the young ones um oh my goodness they love those like at a seven yeah. a seven-year-old she'll just giggle at the most absurd jokes um a lot of times they mm-hmm. get it better than i do you too so if somebody else yeah, tells they... a joke i have no idea the kids pick it up so fast have yeah. you put a handkerchief to dance Put a little boogie in it. Put a little boogie in it. That's <laughs> <laughs> the kids. Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, we've actually we've touched on your uh, YouTube channel a little bit, Tiffany, and I was just wondering how did that um, get started? 
and what people will find if they visit it. Well, it's just been started a couple of weeks ago, so it's using the time with the quarantine to the advantage, you know. And Ryan Moulton's helping from Building Beyond Me and Mike McBride, with, he's a child abuse survivor.net blog writer, um, and, and yourself as well. Like, just people with my the team that are all doing their parts, Kirk's on the team as well. And, um, and so, um, putting everybody's brains together here. But with the YouTube channel, um, I want it to be a variety of mental health shows, different categories on it. And, um, and so we're downloading shows from Facebook, doing Zoom Live, um, doing um, this with extra time, you know, obviously broadcasting the Moments of Clarity show. Um, but I'm not going into the studio right now um, just because of the social distancing. And if mm-hmm. you've seen those microphones, um, there's a lot of people that are using it, and I don't want to, I don't want to right now. So I've been um, zooming in from home, which we figured out we could do that, and then watching, matching into the radio station, and still doing a live show, but visually. Um, hmm. So we're taking all those, and I have um, my vision is to have different categories of mental health and kind of subject matter them and have different topics and different things. Like, you know, it'd be kind of cool if you guys could visually, or, you know, somehow put the Voices for Change podcast on there too, like down the road. But um, I need about a thousand subscribers to get where I want to, I guess, for YouTube to take it seriously. We've only started a couple weeks ago, so we really need subscribers just to get the oh, permissions okay. from YouTube to, to do live and do um, different things um, because there's a lot of people that want to start their own channels apparently, but unless you have a thousand subscribers, they just don't take it seriously, you know? And so <laughs> we have like 130 or something right now. I'm just because It's been a couple of weeks, but, um, but you can find it at uh, youtube.com forward slash M O C with Tiffany, M O C with Tiffany, but on YouTube and it's this um, mental health channel. And then, we're just starting to build it right now, but I look forward to a lot of things coming up. You know, I know Kirk's been contemplating starting a different podcast as well and all that stuff, but I want it to be a channel of mental health shows and all different ones, you know, not just mm-hmm. mine, you know, like that kind of thing. So well, that's I can the vision in, throw the, up some, in the making. I can definitely throw up some um, uh, cooking uh, stuff now. Like I said, I, I've definitely had to adjust and, Learn that. Yeah, so I found okay, some nice little shortcuts, you know. You know, I don't know if could, um, you know, I could put your best talent to Kurt, like, you know, and like Joe's mac and cheese, but you know what I mean? Cooking would be a healthy <laughs> <laughs> by a nutritionist maybe. Or um voices for change or like different things, you know. Um uh, we could probably upload the Beyond Clarity shows from the day back in the day, that kind of stuff. Um and just making a channel full of mental health knowledge, only mental health stuff, you know, from nutrition to physical to um, different types of mental health professionals and advocates and from, you know, abuse survivors or trauma to to um, suicide prevention to everything, you know, um, addiction, recovery, maintenance. Um, my vision is to have a little bit of something of everything and 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 good quality stuff, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mac and cheese on camera. I don't know. It, it, be it, awesome. would, I think that'd be good. It would be riveting. I don't know if it, he'd it make the good. cut on that one, but you know, it'd be a good blooper. <laughs> oh, you know, I'd just make some mac and cheese and look at the camera eating an Oreo at the same time. I mean, that's, you know, yeah, a no-brainer. That stuff that's not going to hit the channel or get subscribers for us. <laughs> but, you don't um, know. It, it, I, you know what? You never know. Actually, like the, I had a blooper on there, and I'm trying to use the face, the YouTube live, and it started to loop around, and it kept looping, oh, and I've got to fix that and figure it out because like it's basically repeating and like everything I just said eight seconds ago, and it was just so funny. And I think it's just that, and it, that got a lot of views just like overnight, just because it was like, stupid. Funny. Um, <laughs> sometimes the sometimes the biggest mistakes and us putting us out, ourselves out there and willing to look, you know, make, willing to make a joke of ourselves is what people like the most, you know, it makes us real. But at the same yeah. time, 
Um, I would really like a legit mental health like channel, and then um, with the knowledge of material, like a wealth of knowledge on there for everyone to end the stigma of mental health and show that they're not alone, and to always have a resource to go to to like scroll through and say, oh, this relates to what I'm doing right now, and just have some sort of you know, guidance or you know info, yeah. information on everything. Yeah. You know, because not every one of us suffers from the exact same thing, or it can change, or it can alter. Or, you know, we can. We we're all looking for ways to better ourselves. Right? Everyone is, and to feel healthier. And sometimes people don't feel like people don't understand sometimes that that's possible. They think this is just as good as it gets, and it's not always right. like that. So yeah, it, it's so, it's definitely always changing. Um, yes. And a lot of times we don't realize some things could possibly be the core issue of what we really needed in the first place. Right. Right. Have either of you discovered any new coping skills since we've, you know, been encouraged to stay at home and social distance? Ooh, yeah. Well, um, I I definitely uh, realized that I think it was the first week was kind of okay um, I noticed the second week um, and third week were way more difficult for me. And mm-hmm. uh, kind of as it went on, I, I think part of my challenge was trying to figure out um, how to kind of adjust fast enough because uh, doing everything online, and I don't really have a good, um, uh, at least a computer that's phenomenal for doing, say, online Zoom. So I've been using my mm-hmm. phone. So I'm, you know, I don't really have a setup uh, for that. And so I'm like sitting on the floor uh, doing lessons with this little tiny screen um, and, you know, listening to violin online, which is somewhat painful. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's definitely more pleasant in person. Uh, but I, I started kind of realizing, okay, this is a, a time for me to kind of figure out some new skills and some new things to kind of keep myself um, you know, sane in a lot of ways um, and just stable because uh, I really was starting to get more anxious and uh, difficulty sleeping. Uh, and my, I really kind of lost track of the days. It just was really a new kind of thing to, to feel. So I got into a kind of a system for getting groceries. Um, and so for me, I kind of like to build systems that I can kind of follow through on and that remain the same. Um, and mm-hmm. definitely that's my OCD. Uh, but even with like food, I've found like certain things, um, like I'll buy bulk, like garlic and onion and ginger, and then I'll grind them up. And I found a great way to, uh, I don't know where the video is. Um, Prevent women. One random one. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, great. Garlic. If you, well, <laughs> you take those and you kind of, and you grind them up, put them in a plastic bag. And you kind of push down uh, with a chopstick and you spread them out. And then instead of having to, like, take out something new each day and chop it, it's already done. So you just break it off and you get it each one. So it's like each one's a tablespoon or teaspoon. You can kind of choose the size. But uh, so little tips like that and things that have just kept me, uh, that speed up my um, at least to-dos and enhance Mm -hmm. the quality so I can still have, um, something that tastes good and is relaxing or, um, and it's not just with food, uh, with, uh, writing. Um, I just jumped into starting a uh, second, uh, one in the series, uh, just because I figured why not. Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, I have found a lot of, um, I would say some of the coping things that I've done have been stepping out there and trying to help others. Um, for me, that's actually kind of helped a little bit just because I, I've realized that it's not just me. Everybody out there is stressed and dealing with something different. And it doesn't matter, you know, how much money somebody has, how little they have. I mean, everybody was really hard on Elon Musk uh, yesterday on Twitter or something. Was it two days ago or, where he kind of lost it? And um, you could tell it was kind of more of a mental breakdown. And, yeah. I, you know, I, I would tell people that, um, I have found the social media to sometimes be a little toxic. So I've mm-hmm. been really 
when I hop into like Twitter or Facebook, a lot of times I'll just go to search and I'll type in, you know, happiness or hope or any positive word you can think of. And I've been utilizing that to kind of pull me away from a lot of the negative stuff that's out there. A lot of people I think are struggling. Uh, Well, I think everyone is in their own way. And I think a lot of people are lashing out because they don't realize they're super stressed out. My dad's a perfect example. He like never, ever uh, gets frustrated or anything. And I don't even think he realizes the amount of stress that he gets. And then, so every once in a while, he'll just, you know, get frustrated at something random. And so I think people need to be mindful and be aware. They, everyone's feeling stress. Um, There's no one that's immune to this. Um, And then everyone should be working on uh, coping skills. And that's why I think self-care and mental health are so vital. So, you know, I love this podcast and what you guys do by bringing in, you know, different people and opening up and making it um, safe to talk. That's one of the hashtags we oh, used when we were doing Beyond Clarity was yeah. safe to talk. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's so important for people to just have places they can go to listen and feel kind of calm and understand that they're not, was Tiffany said, her YouTube channel is wonderful. It really does make mm-hmm. people feel like they're not stuck and alone. And, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, um, even my, to add even to my, it. all my, oh, go ahead. Well, to, I was going to say to add to Kirk's thing about coping skills and writing and trying to follow a schedule and everything, to also turn off the media, turn off the news, um, and turn on more music. Because mm-hmm. lowering the lights in the house, turning on, I collect vinyl records. I like to play my records and just like decompress mm-hmm. and light candles and just um, t- turn off the fluorescent lights, turn on more lamps, and lower the ambiance at the end of the day and everything. Um, really takes the mood away, like, I mean, from TV, um, because you just never know what's going to come on TV, but you do know that the music is safe and and puts us in a good mood, especially when it's our favorite music. And um, to, you know, have family chats, the FaceTime chats with people that you love and care about really helps. For those listeners with kids, um, what helps with my kids is I've gotten um, permission from some of my younger ones friends' mothers to have them FaceTime so that they can still connect and communicate with the other little people and um, so that they're, you know, not left out because they're home from school and they'll be just ripped away from their friends. So that's been helpful also, um, to having them FaceTime and communicate and they're late to showing each other Pokemon cards and stuff over, you know, over video. It's cute. Um, that's also cool. to that's a good idea. Take more baths yeah. and stuff. Um, I've been trying to relax open the blinds during the day and let the sun shine in for those of you guys that actually have it um, in Florida, we do, but, um, um, <laughs> and to try to get a, a, you know, sense of fresh air and everything. But for the most part, the music and everything like that, and then also keeping the kids happy and connected with grandma and grandpa, with family, with the other, like when I say little people, you know, I mean other kids, but, um, yeah. and, that's really been helpful for them to feel connected and not isolated. And, um, that's good. And just, um, playing more board games, kind of resorting back to like when we were young, instead of yeah. all the Wi Fi and all the internet connections, break out the battleship and the, and the, you know, connect four and stuff like that and sit on the floor, Uno and all that is really helpful. And, um, and like just like, trying to avoid. Well, Jenga drives me nuts. But, Jenga's <laughs> trust, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jenga's real trustful. And then, and then just um, try to always stay positive around children, remind them it's okay, and to not fear what's going on, and to you know try to educate and talk to them about what's going on because kids don't quite understand what's going on. They, you know, like I always joked about my pets, but children especially for the listeners that are parents you know, try to educate the kids on what this, what this is, you know, that we're just being safe and, and try not to contain, you know, get other people sick. And this is just for the safety of other things, but things are going to go back to normal and stay positive and, and so forth. And try not to put the news on around the kids too is really helpful, but just wanted to put that yeah, out the, there. The news, well, the news we're, is uh, definitely draining for sure. Yeah. 
Um, we're we're getting close to winding down here, guys. So really quick, uh, what's next for each of you? And if you could also put out your social media so our listeners can reach out, that would be awesome. Um, who, who are, you know what, ladies first. <laughs> All right, what's, sure. Uh, what, um, what's my handle tag, I'm on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, but my, it's Tiffany Warner, W-E-R-H-N-E-R, and my tag is usually at M-O-C with Tiffany. Um, on Twitter, it's M-O-C with Tiffany, and then our website is momentsofclaritywithtiffany.com. There's a lot of great information. I think Rebecca's book is on there too, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, also um, the YouTube at youtube.com forward slash MOC with Tiffany. So the MOC is capital, but MOC, like Moments of Clarity with Tiffany. And um, on pretty much all the platforms. And and please subscribe to the YouTube channel. We need, we need some support in really getting this forward. And it's going, it's a great cause. And really to end the stigma on mental health and put all your guys' stuff on there too. So thank you for Sweet. the opportunity for being on your Absolutely. show. Yeah. What about you, Kirk? Um, well, uh, best way to reach me is through Twitter and my, my sign is at the at symbol and then chaos, the number two. So chaos two cured. Um, that's probably the best place. You can find me on Facebook too, just under Kirk Patrick Miller. Um, and then the the book, Dawn of Davna, again, that's on Kindle and paperback. Uh, and you can just search for it. If you can't find it through the title, just Kirk Patrick Miller. And that and my, my memoir will come up. The Dawn of Davna is a, a fantasy. It's meant to be fun and mm-hmm. to, you know, to help people just kind of, uh, get an idea that there's hope and uh, it's a fun story. There's a lot of symbolism in there. So if you're looking for a really deep thing, um, there's a lot of mental health. Uh, each one of the characters is going through some different stuff. Um, and I didn't want it to be preachy. So you, you mm-hmm. won't even notice it if you, unless you're looking for it um, and you want <laughs> to, but uh, that's, that's my big one. I'm going to continue building on that series. Um, and uh, you know, my goal is to just kind of, make mental health an easy thing for people to kind of relate to. So through like a story, I can tell a lot more about somebody feeling depressed or down and using symbolism. So when you're reading it, you're not reading about just depression. It's not a textbook. It's a story Mm -hmm. that's a little bit more relatable. Um, I'm just trying to make mental health and a, a big priority for everybody. I just have noticed, you know, when I have it together, my physical body's better, my life is better, and uh, honestly, I'm a happier person, you know, as long as I'm dealing with things properly. So, and definitely, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I would suggest sub- subscribing to Tiffany Warner's thing, and then uh, if you're out there, uh, Voices for Change 2.0 and Rebecca's <laughs> book, uh, you got to plug that too, Rebecca, because uh, you've done so, you and Joe do so many wonderful things. Yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> So it's oh, always an thanks. honor being here, and you guys are just delightful, and you do so much good for the mental health community, and I, I really uh, appreciate that. Keep it up. Oh, keep thanks, it up Bert. and keep Thank talking mental health. Hashtag keep talking MH. Yes, yep. keep talking MH. <laughs> thanks, guys. And we're we're so happy that you know you, you both took the time out of your uh, schedules with, with everything going on. Yeah, you got to me up be early. With us. Yeah. And we got ourselves a like, you know what? You no. better be up. No, 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 no. You're in the same time zone as we are, lady. So you, we got up just <laughs> as early did. as you did. Hey, but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean I'm on the same schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. But uh, well, anyway, thanks so much for being with us, you guys. Uh, we're love we're guys. so happy to have, and we love, love you both. Everything you do, and we're all on the same the same path towards advocacy and ending the stigma. And I think all of us are really doing our part and trying our hardest. And that's what makes it yeah. all such a great team. It's yeah. a good family. Yes. Okay. So. All right. Well, stay on the line, guys. And uh, we'll be right okay. back with you. Yep. Uh, you're going to be listening to If I Close My Eyes by Rodrigo Massa. And 
Happy Saturday, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Have a great awesome. weekend. Thanks I so much. close my eyes. There's only you and I. It feels like paradise when you were next to me. I will give you